I'm going to talk about encouragement. I know some of you just need some encouragement. You might be going through some challenges in your life. Maybe someone in your life is going through a difficult time and maybe you don't even know how to encourage them. And we're going to talk about encouragement today. So we will talk about encouragement today. As we talk about encouragement, I want us to look at Paul, Paul, whose other name was Saul. Let me just say this from the beginning. Paul did not have two names. Paul had one name. Paul did not change his name from Saul to Paul. His Hebrew name was Saul. Remember Saul, the, the king of Israel, the first king of Israel? So Saul was from the same tribe as Paul. So Paul, his name was Saul. He was named after that king. Now that is the Hebrew name, Saul. But then when he went out to the Greeks, when he went out to the outer world, the same name Saul, they call him Paul. It has nothing to do with his conversion. He did not change his name from Saul to Paul. And I've had uh, some pastors say that, and we just need to correct that, that he did not have, he did not change his name from Saul to Paul. Paul, he wrote more than half of the books of the New Testament. That's another thing that we know about Paul. And remember, I always say this, those who have been with us for quite some time, so you'll know by now. When Paul wrote those letters to the different churches, Paul never sat down and said, I'm writing a Bible. He never wrote a Bible. He was just writing letters to encourage churches, to encourage brothers and sisters in other places. So Paul never wrote a Bible. He was writing letters. He was writing letters. And those letters, letters later, they were accepted as part of the, the Bible. The Bible is just a collection of books, a collection of books and writings from other saints. And the other guy that I'm going to talk about is Barnabas. Barnabas is one of the greatest encouragers in the Bible. And I'm going to spend some time talking about him also. You know, he's one of the most influential ministers in the Bible. Uh, to encourage him means to strengthen somebody. Actually, it comes from a Greek word, parakaleo. Parakaleo. Some of you know it as the description of the Holy Spirit, parakletos. Parakaleo, it means to comfort. It means to exhort. It means to encourage. It means to console. And that's who Barnabas was. What he did is he will encourage other Christians. He will encourage other believers. That is who he was. And that is the, the gift that God gave him. And I want to look at some few things and you'll see how Barnabas played a very important role in the lives of many believers. And also in our Christian faith, you know, if it was not for Barnabas, I don't know where we would be as Christians. I don't know where our Christian faith would be. I'm going to share my screen with you here. And there are some few things that I want you to, uh, to know. This will help you to understand as we continue. This is a map. So here we have uh, South Africa, most of you are here. We have South Africa. Now, as you move up, uh, we have Zimbabwe. From Zimbabwe, we have Zambia. Some of you are in Zambia. Some of you are in Mozambique. And some of you are in Malawi. And I have quite a number of friends in Tanzania and also in Kenya. As you go up, we have Rwanda here. We have Uganda. We have Sudan. And as you go up, we have Egypt. That's how we have Alexander. The, the city of Alexander, it's still there even today. The same Alexander that you talk about in the Bible in Egypt, it's still there. Actually, I have some of my church members who just came back from there last week. Now, Libya, before uh, it changed its name, it, in the Bible, you see it as Cyrene. Every time you see Cyrene, Cyrene, it, it refers to this place here in, in Libya. So Cyrene, it's in Africa. This is very important because we're going to come across that as we continue our Bible study tonight. 
Cyrene, it's in Africa. Now, when you cross over here, we have Cairo here, we have Israel, and we'll spend a lot of time here in Israel. So what we're going to focus on tonight, it's this area here, this area here. So we have Jerusalem here. We have Jerusalem here. And from Jerusalem, when you go up, we find a city called Damascus. So Damascus, that's where Paul converted and he became a Christian. And as we go up, uh, we are getting to Turkey. And, and I'm going to show you a close-up map of this. I'll just give you a general understanding so you understand where we are. So Paul came from here, this area here. This is modern-day Turkey. That's in Turkey. That's where Paul came from, here in, in, in Turkey. So uh, I'm going to show you another map that is much, much uh, smaller than this. It's more focusing on this area. I just wanted to give you an idea of where we are uh, and what we, we are talking about here. So that is where we are. That's where we are. And let me share with you, like I said, I want to share with you this map so you will now have a better understanding of where we are. So this is the map of where I was showing you. It's, it's a close-up map of what I was sharing with you earlier. So we have Egypt, and from Egypt here, we have Cyrene. Remember I said Cyrene, it's Libya. It's on the left of Egypt. And here we have Alexandria city. Now we have Jerusalem here. From Jerusalem, we go up to Damascus. That's what I was showing you earlier. Damascus, that's where Paul met the Lord and he converted and he became a Christian. And also we have Antioch. Antioch, it's a church that was pastored by uh, Barnabas, by Barnabas. And this is Tessas, that's where Paul came from. And as we continue to read, uh, what you will see is we will see a man called uh, Barnabas. Barnabas, originally he is from Cyprus. He's from this island here in Cyprus. That's where he came from. Barnabas came from here, from Cyprus. But he also went to, to Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem. And when he was in Jerusalem, he uh, can I ask my uh, team to make sure that everybody's video is off, please? So when we he, when he was here in Jerusalem, uh, Barnabas, he is the one who welcomed Paul after he converted uh, in Damascus. When he went back to Jerusalem, the Christians here in Jerusalem did not want to accept Paul. They did not believe that Paul has really repented. They did not believe that Paul has really repented. Let me see if I can make it bigger. So they did not believe that Paul has really repented and they did not want to accept him. And since they did not want to accept him, Barnabas is the one who believed Paul and he accepted him. But while Paul was here, he started preaching the gospel. Some Hellenistic Jews, some Greek Jews, they did not accept him. They kept on rejecting him. They wanted to kill him until the disciples had to uh, help Paul escape. And he took a boat from here, and he went back home to Tessas. Paul stayed in Tessas for about, some scholars say about eight, some are saying about 10 years. Paul was quiet. Nobody knew what Paul was doing. He disappeared for about eight years or so. Nobody knew what Paul was doing. But what happened is later, Barnabas was sent to Antioch, the first church outside Jerusalem, the first church outside the Jerusalem area, it was in Antioch. When those believers ran away, you know, after Stephen was, uh, was martyred, was killed, some believers, they ran away. Some of them, they ran as far as Antioch, Syria here. And they established a church. And some of the people who were part of the establishment of the church were Africans. They were Africans. They were from Cyrene. So we had Africans spreading the gospel in Syria here. And from here, that's where uh, Barnabas was sent to pastor the church in Antioch. 
when he passed at the church in Antioch, he thought of his friend Paul. So he went to test us. Remember, Paul went, he ran away. So he went to look for, to search for Paul here in Tessus, and he found him, and they became great partners in ministry, and they pastored the church here in Enter. The church was so powerful, it was so successful, until, you know, the people around this area, they called the Christians, they called them Christians. For the first time, the word Christians was used. It was in the church that was pastored by Paul and Barnabas. This church had so much influence. And later on, the Holy Spirit came and he sent Paul and Barnabas to, uh, to take their first mission trip. And Paul and Barnabas, they took their first mission trip. They went to Cyprus. Remember Cyprus, that's where Barnabas came from. And they took John Mark with them. And this is very important. But later, when they reached here in Perga, uh, in Pamphylia, John Mark deserted them. He left them and he went back home to Jerusalem. He went back to Jerusalem. You know, John Mark, he was the son of Mary. Mary is the lady who was hosting the first church. So people like Peter and all those disciples, they were in Jerusalem and they were staying with uh, John Mark. And then John Mark, I'm thinking, his mom, his mother had a very big house. And John Mark's mother was a sister to Barnabas. So John Mark and and, 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 and Barnabas were, were related. And you'll see that as we, as we continue. But what happened later is when Paul and Barnabas finished the, uh, their, their trip and they went back to Jerusalem, and at some point, you know, they wanted to go back to the second mission ship. And, and, and Barnabas said, can we take John Mark with us again? And Paul said, no, we are not taking him back. We are not taking him back because he disappointed us before. And they did not take John Mark with them. Paul went with Silas and Barnabas went with John Mark. But John Mark, after he came back from his trip, uh, after he ran away and he left Paul and Barnabas here, when he went back home to Jerusalem, Peter, Peter took John Mark and he started to train him in ministry, he started to work with him in ministry. And that, that's how much influence Peter had on John Mark. And you will see that as we, as we continue. This very same John Mark, later, you know, after he, he worked with Peter and worked with Barnabas, he, he was so strong, a Christian and very helpful in ministry to an extent that towards the end of his life, Paul, Paul, when he was in Rome, then he wrote the letter to Timothy in the second uh, book of Timothy. He wanted Timothy to bring Mark with him because he said Mark is very helpful in ministry. So which means at some point they reconciled. They reconciled. And we'll quickly look at that. And the point is, you know, it's very important to work with people and also to reconcile. Reconciliation is a key to your success in ministry. Later they reconciled and they, they worked together. But there are some few things that we'll learn about John Mark later. You know, John Mark you know, after he was uh, strong again in ministry, he's the very same guy who wrote the book of Mark that we are reading today. That's how much influence Barnabas had on John Mark. That's how much influence uh, Barnabas had on Mark, and not only on Mark, but he also had influence on, on Paul himself. So I want us to look at the first one, and let's see what the Bible says about the, uh, let us look at Acts chapter 4, verse 36, and see when Barnabas was introduced to us uh, for the first time in Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 6. Let's look at and see what the Bible says about him. There are some few things that we, we will learn uh, from this first encounter with this man, uh, Barnabas. Remember, I showed you Cyprus, Acts chapter 4, 36 says Joseph, actually Joseph was his other name. That actual Joseph was his real name. Barnabas was his nickname. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus. Remember that island, Cyprus, that I showed you? That's where he came from. Whom the apostles called Barnabas. So they nicknamed him Barnabas. They gave him a name. And that name, it means son of encouragement. It means son of encouragement. 
Verse 37, then he sold a field he owned and he brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now, the, what, the first thing that you see about this man is he was a very good encourager. When somebody goes through some stuff, some difficult and challenging time, you know, Barnabas will always be there to encourage them. But another thing that we see about him, he was very generous. Very generous. He sold his property, he sold his field, and he gave all the money to the apostles. Now, those of you who read the book of Acts, you realize that after this incident, that's where we read the story of Ananias and, and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira. The, the reason why uh, Ananias decided to sell his field is because he saw Barnabas do this. And he felt encouraged, okay, let me do it. But unfortunately, he did not do it with a good spirit. He just wanted to compete with, with Barnabas. And that's why he sold it, but he stole, he, stole, he stole some money. He stole some money, and that's what put him in, in trouble later. Now, let's look at chapter 8, verse 1. It says, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Here we see after they, they killed Stephen, you know, the believers started to scatter all over. And some of them, they went north as far as uh, Antioch. And that's how the church outside the Jerusalem area was established. It was established out of, you know, persecution. It was established out of persecution. So the first time we see Barnabas here, the Bible says he was a Levite. And it's very important for us to, you know, to, uh, to understand. Because Luke is the one who wrote the book of Acts. So Luke introduced him as Joseph in the book of Acts. Joseph, that's his name. So Joseph, it's a Hebrew name, which means he will add or he will increase. That's what Joseph means. And this man, he was educated as a Pharisee. Remember, he's a Levite. So he was educated as a Pharisee uh, in the school of Gamaliel. In actual fact, some scholars, they believe that Barnabas and Paul, they went to school together. Possibly they were classmates. Possibly they were classmates. And that's how Barnabas knew Paul before. That's how Barnabas knew Paul before. That's why it was easy for Barnabas to trust Paul, to introduce Paul to the, to the apostle. So Barnabas was a Levite from the island of Cyprus. So the Levites were responsible for taking care of the temple, taking care of you know, the sanctuary services. So most likely Barnabas was a teacher of the law in the synagogue, in one of the synagogues in, in Cyprus. So in Jerusalem, the apostles nicknamed him Barnabas, son of encouragement or son of exhortation. And he led both the Jews and the Gentiles into the Christian faith. That's, how, that's who Barnabas was. He was born of a Jewish parent, you know, uh, you know the, from the tribe of Levi. So that's why he was a Levite. And after Stephen was, was stoned, like I said, many Christians, they ran away from Jerusalem and they scattered to Samaria and other areas in the, in the Middle East. That's what we see here. Now, if you go to the book of Acts chapter 9, the book of Acts chapter 9, we see Paul here, or Saul, the Bible says in Acts chapter 9, verse 19, Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. This is after his repentance. He stayed in Damascus for some time before he went down to Jerusalem. And at once he became, uh, or he started to, to preach in the synagogues. And he preached about Jesus as the son of God. He preached salvation. And all those who heard him, they were astonished and they asked, isn't he the man who raised Havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name because they were wondering, he's the same Paul, he's the same guy that everybody was running away from. Everybody was running away from Paul. Now he's preaching the same Jesus that has been, uh, you know, crucified. And what happened? It's later, Paul, he went down to, uh, to Jerusalem after he left Damascus. He went down to Jerusalem. And let me share with you what happened when he went down to, uh, to Jerusalem. When he went down to Jerusalem, the, the apostles, they did not accept him as easy as you, you, know, you would expect, that they should be excited and for a powerful testimony that Paul has repented. Paul is a child of God. No, it did not happen like that. 
He did not depend like that. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, verse 26. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the church. He tried to join the disciples. He tried to join the apostles. But he was rejected. It says, but they were all afraid of him. Not believing that he really was a disciple. They did not believe Paul. Verse 27. But Barnabas. You know Barnabas? But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord, that the Lord had spoken to him. And now in Damascus, he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them. Why? Because Barnabas gave him a chance. Barnabas opened space for Saul. Remember, Barnabas, the same encourager, the son of consolation, Barnabas. He used to console and strengthen the church. He used to be uh, somebody who would encourage Christians in that first church in Jerusalem. Now we see him doing the same thing with Paul. He trusted Paul. And Paul was able to stay with them. And he was able to move around freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. So, so Barnabas trained Paul, and Paul started to preach the gospel. In verse 29, the Bible says, he talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. They tried to kill him. In verse 30 says, when the believers learned of this, and when they learned that Paul is about to be killed, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So Paul went back home. Paul went back home after, after this. He went back home. Now what you see is Paul, you know, he was given an opportunity by, by Barnabas. Barnabas trusted Paul. Barnabas trusted Paul. You know, Paul was so scary. Everybody didn't want to be associated with him. And because of his reputation, the apostles were hesitant to, to accept or to believe Paul. Nobody wanted to be associated with Paul. But Barnabas was the only apostle, was the only apostle who trusted Paul's testimony. He's the only one who introduced Paul to the, to, to the apostle. He's the only one who introduced Paul to the church. And he encouraged the apostles to accept and to believe and to welcome Paul. Paul the apostle, Paul that we know today. Paul wrote almost half of the New Testament. If it was not for Barnabas, Paul would not have continued with ministry. And Barnabas convinced them that Paul has potential for great ministry. Paul has potential to reach the Gentiles. It is Barnabas who convinced the church to accept Paul. It was on Barnabas' introduction that Paul was accepted in the Jewish Christian faith in the Jewish Christian church in Jerusalem. He took Paul as a disciple. Barnabas took Paul as his disciple. He trained him. He put him under his wing. Barnabas vouched for, for him. He advocated for Paul to be accepted in the church. This new convert that they're talking about, this new convert, Paul, he stayed with them and he moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. And when the Jews wanted to kill him, Paul went back to uh, his home. He went back to, uh, to Tessas. That's where he came from. He went back to Tessas, where he came from. So let's quickly look at Paul's journey. Let's see what happened, just to, uh, to help us uh, to review. Now, quickly, this is what we, we see about Paul. The first thing, um, we see Paul in Jerusalem. He wanted to arrest and to kill Christians. And he took a journey to Damascus to get some more Christians. And on his way to Damascus, that's when he met the Lord. That's when he met the Lord. And he came down to Jerusalem. When he came down to Jerusalem, the church in Jerusalem they were very suspicious. They did not accept him. But Barnabas talked for him until they finally accepted him. The Hellenistic Jews, the Greek Jews, the Jews who were coming from outside Jerusalem, 
They did not believe Paul. They did not believe Paul and they wanted to kill him. Because just imagine, this is a man who killed, maybe he killed your brother, maybe he killed your sister because they were Christians. Maybe this man, he killed your aunt, he killed your, I mean, he killed somebody that you related to before he became a Christian. Now you see him back and he says, now he's a Christian. People are still mourning, people are still crying for their people, for their friends, for their family members. People are still angry at you. And they wanted to, to revenge, they wanted to kill Paul. Then the disciples took Paul to the Sea of uh, Caesarea and the port of Caesarea, and he went back to Tessas. He went back home and he stayed there for about eight years or so, 10 years or so. For some time, nobody knew what Paul was doing over there. Nobody knew whether Paul was preaching or Paul was just staying at home doing nothing. Nobody knew what Paul was doing for all those years. But it was quiet. We never heard about Paul after that time. Never heard about Paul after that time. And at some point, at some point, Barnabas was sent to, uh, you know, to lead the church in Antioch. Remember those Christians who ran away from Jerusalem and they started some churches even as far as Antioch? So Barnabas was sent to Antioch to pastor a church over there. Now let's go to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Now in Acts chapter 11, we see here about Barnabas from verse 19. Now, those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. You see this Antioch, that's what we we'll focus on today. Spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus, remember the island Cyprus, and Cyrene, what Cyrene? Cyrene is Libya, it's Africa. It's Africa. What did they do? They went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also. So it was men from Cyprus and men from Africa who started the first church in Antioch. They started the first church in Antioch. They told them about the good news, about the Lord Jesus. About the Lord Jesus. Verse 21. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. That church in Antioch, it grew, and it became a very, a very big church. It was a fast-growing church. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem. So the church in Jerusalem, they got some news. If it was today, maybe they would have seen it on WhatsApp or Facebook or Twitter or Yahoo or Google. But here, there was no such thing. People just talked about it. Oh, there's a church somewhere in Antioch. It was started by these Africans. It was started by these guys, by these Greeks. It was, oh, it's a very powerful church. What did they do? In Jerusalem, they came together and they had a meeting. They had a committee meeting. And they decided, in Jerusalem, they decided to send Barnabas where? To Antioch to pastor that church. They decided to send Barnabas to Antioch to pastor the church in Antioch. When he arrived and he saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them. Remember, he's a son of encouragement. There is the word again. Barnabas, a man who encouraged everywhere he went, was encouraging people. What do you do wherever you go? Do you encourage people or do you discourage people? What do people say about you? Do they feel encouraged or do they feel discouraged when they are with you? With Barnabas, every time you are next to him, he will encourage you. He would encourage you. So he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. That is the message that he was preaching in that church. He was preaching a message of encouragement. Let's look at verse 24. They tried to describe Barnabas to us. He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of faith. A great number of people were brought to the Lord. Look at his personality. Because of his personality, because of him trusting God, because of the guidance of the Holy Spirit, many people they brought, they came to that church. I like verse 25. As the church was growing, as the church was moving, as the church was flourishing through the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 25. The Bible says, then Barnabas, then Barnabas, he went where? To test us, to do what? To look for Paul. To look for his disciple, Paul. 
Barnabas, he went back to Tessas to search for Paul. Remember, they did not have, they didn't have phones, they didn't have uh, cell phones, they didn't have internet. They had to, he had to go to the jungle. He had to go and start asking people. He had to travel all these all, all this miles, all these kilometers. He didn't even have to take a flight. He had to walk, he had to use donkeys, he had to use camels, he had to use whatever was available at that point. And Barnabas has to go and start to search for Paul. Because he did not want to lose Paul. He knew that Paul had great value in the ministry. Paul had great potential in ministry. And Barnabas, he went to search for Paul. Verse 26, the Bible says, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Barnabas brought Paul to Antioch to train him in ministry. So for the whole year, just imagine, the whole year, he went through the school of ministry. Paul went through the school of ministry under Barnabas. Under Barnabas. The whole year, Barnabas and Saul, they met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians for the first time in Antioch. How much influence this church had. The, the church had so much influence in the community to an extent that people started calling them Christians. Christians simply means small, small Christ. That's how much influential they were. Power of encouragement. The power of encouragement. If it was not for Barnabas, who will not have Paul today? If it was not for Barnabas, who will not have the, the 27 books? I mean, half of the 27 books in the New Testament were written by Paul. Half of the New Testament will not be there. Thank God for Barnabas. Thank God for the spirit of encouragement. Even when Paul was discouraged, when Paul lost hope, when Paul was, was rejected, Barnabas came along and he encouraged Paul. He came along. And he took Paul. He believed in Paul's testimony. He believed in Paul's testimony. Barnabas, he did not forget about his disciple, Paul. Barnabas, he never gave up on Paul. Even when everybody had given up on Paul. Barnabas had to make a special trip just to search for Paul. And he trained Paul in leadership. He partnered with him in ministry. They did missionary work together. Barnabas and Paul made a great team and great ministry partners. Barnabas recognized Paul's gift. He recognized his calling. And he helped him develop his ministry. He helped him develop his ministry. Now let's look at what happened Later, at some point, the church in Jerusalem had no money. They had no money. If you go to Acts chapter 11 from verse 27, what you realize is the church in Jerusalem had some drought. And what did they do in, in Antioch? That church was so powerful, even financially. They started to make some collection and they collected some money. When they collected money, what they did is they, they sent Paul and Barnabas down to Jerusalem to give the church in Jerusalem the money. And when they came back, when Paul and Barnabas came back in Acts chapter 12, verse 25, the Bible says, when Barnabas and Saul, or Barnabas and Paul, had finished their mission down there in Jerusalem, they returned from Jerusalem, and guess what? They took John Mark with them. Now we see Barnabas here. Now he wants to, to, to encourage, he wants to disciple another, another young man, John Mark. So when he went back to Antioch, to the church in Antioch, they took with him John Mark. They took with them John Mark. John Mark came with them. John Mark came with them because he wanted to train him also. He wanted to make sure that they also become part of the ministry. That's Barnabas. That's Barnabas. You know, the, 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 the Christians in Antioch, they trusted Paul and Barnabas with their finances. 
Barnabas had been so faithful. You remember the first time we met him? He sold his field and he gave away all the money. So faithful when it comes to finances. Brothers and sisters, if you are in ministry, if you are in ministry, make sure you remain faithful when it comes to finances. Be faithful like Barnabas. Be faithful like Barnabas. So Barnabas here introduces his cousin John Mark to ministry. Introduce John Mark to ministry. Let's quickly go through uh, the church in Antioch. When the church in Antioch became the first missionary church, it became the first missionary church. It started sending out uh, people. It started, it started sending out you know, missionaries. And the first missionaries were Paul and Barnabas. Were Paul and Barnabas. Let's look and, and see what happens in Acts chapter 13. The Bible says, and now they are back from Jerusalem. They are in Antioch. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. You know, Barnabas, these were leaders. Barnabas, uh, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of, of where? Cyrene, remember where Cyrene? Libya, these were black people. These are black people, guys, who were leading the church in Antioch. Manan, who has been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. These are the leaders of that church. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. God says, I have called them to do something special. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they send them off. So we see Paul and Barnabas here, they are sent off to do missionary work, to do missionary work. God wanted them to go out and do missionary work and go and teach in other places, to go and teach in other places. So the end of church became a sending church. It became a missionary church. It became a missionary church. And they went out, you know, they went out as missionaries. They went out as, as missionaries. Now let's quickly see in the map and see where did they go. And I'm going to share with you here so you see where they went. We thank God for Paul and Barnabas. They were so obedient. And they took this ministry so seriously. They took this ministry so uh, very, very serious. Remember they came from Jerusalem and the church that we're talking about it in Syria here is a church in Antioch. The church in Antioch. So what happens is God sent them out and they left the church and they went to Cyprus. They went to Cyprus. And after Cyprus, they went to Pamphylia. And when they reached Pamphylia, that's why John Mark went back and he left them. And he went back home to, to Jerusalem. He went back to Jerusalem. And that's what they did. So he did not complete the trip with them. John Mark did not complete the mission trip with them. And that did not go well with Paul. That did not go well with Paul because John Mark left them. John Mark left them. Nobody knows why John Mark left them. Possibly he did not discuss with them. Actually, some, some commentators, they say he just disappeared. Nobody knew where he was. But it did not go well with Paul. Paul was not happy with that. And so when they came back from that mission trip, they wanted to go back again you know, to, to check with the believers in that area. But let's look at what happened when they wanted to go back. Let's go to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15, what we see here, we see Paul and Barnabas want to go back on the second missionary journey. Verse 37, Acts 15, 37 says, Barnabas wanted to take John. Remember John Mark? John is also called, as, called Mark with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia. Remember, he left them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. Verse 39. It talks about Paul and Barnabas here. They had such a sharp disagreement. They started to argue. Barnabas says, I'm taking my cousin with us. Paul says, no, he's not coming with us. He's coming with us. No, he's not coming with us. He's coming with us. He's not coming with us. And the Bible says they had such a sharp disagreement, an argument between two apostles, an argument between Paul and Barnabas, that they, they finally decided to part ways. Barnabas took John Mark with him. He was so strong in this thing of discipleship. He was so strong in this thing of encouraging people. 
and they say they sailed for Cyprus. So they went back to Cyprus and preached the gospel there. But look, look at Paul. Paul he chose Silas, and from chapter fifteen onwards, we start to see Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas. It's no longer Paul and Barnabas because they parted ways and they left. They left, and Paul and Silas they went to Syria and and Cilicia, and they went to strengthen the churches over there. That's what happened between Paul and Barnabas. They parted ways. They separated. They separated. So let's look at what happened after that, after they separated. We see John Mark was given a second chance by Barnabas and Peter. And the two great apostles, Barnabas and Paul, they never worked together again. They never worked together again. And that's what happened. That's what happened. But towards the end of his journey, let's look at Paul. Let's look at Paul as we are going to close. Then we'll look at some few lessons that we can get out of this Bible study uh, today. And let's look at what Paul said to Timothy towards the end of his journey. Remember, he rejected, he rejected John Mark. But now we see Paul saying something different about the very same John Mark that he rejected. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, For Demas, this is Paul writing to Timothy, for Demas, because he loved this world, he has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. And verse 11, this is what is very important for today. Verse 11, he says, Only Luke is with me. By the way, Luke is the same Luke who wrote the book of Luke. Luke is the same Luke who wrote the book of Acts. And Luke was a doctor, by the way. And he says, get Mark and bring him with me. Who? The same Mark that you rejected? The same Mark that you thought is useless in ministry? Now Paul says, because he is helpful to me in my ministry. Paul, who rejected John Mark, now he wants him back. When he wrote the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 10, he says, my fellow prisoner, remember Paul was writing letters here, my fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greeting, as does who? Mark. So at some point, Paul and Mark, they reconciled and they worked together in ministry. Which Mark? He says, he was very specific. Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, the same Mark, the same Mark who was connected to Barnabas. This is what we see what happened later after they reconciled. This is exactly what happened later. Barnabas did a good, a good job with John Mark. He trained John Mark. He groomed him. He prepared John Mark for ministry. And later, John Mark and Paul, they reconciled. Paul saw value in Mark later. And at the end of the story, Barnabas was martyred for his faith in Cyprus. He was killed. John Mark is the same one who wrote the book of Mark. In actual fact, it was, it was the first gospel that was written. The synoptic gospels like Luke and Matthew, they got the book of Mark. They used it as their, as their reference because John Mark is the one who wrote the first book. And John Mark, later he went back and he became the first bishop in Africa. John Mark, he became the first bishop in Africa. He's the one who started the church in Africa. He built the first church in Africa. John Mark, unfortunately in 68 AD, was killed. He placed the rope around his neck. They dragged him through the streets of Alexandria in Egypt until John Mark died. Let's quickly go through some few lessons here before we close. One of the things that we see here is do not undermine yourself. Simon, who helped carry Jesus' cross, remember, was from Cyrene, was from Libya. Was from Libya. It was an African who helped Jesus carry the cross. It was not a Jew, it was not a European. 
It was not an American. It was not an Indian. It was an African who helped carry the cross of Jesus. The first church outside Jerusalem was in Antioch. It was established by Africans from Cyrene. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. With Paul and Barnabas, they forgave each other, but they also reconciled and worked together in ministry later. It's power of forgiveness. Forgiveness takes one person. Reconciliation takes two people. You decide to forgive. Your life will change. When you decide to forgive, your ministry will change, your church will change, your family will change. If you decide to forgive people, you're not saying what they did is right, but what they're saying is, I want to make a decision to forgive them. Paul decided to forgive John Mark, even after John Mark left him. The Barnabas story is a reminder of the value of teamwork. There is power in teamwork. Look at what they did in the church of Antioch. When they worked together, when Barnabas decided to be an encourager, I want to say this to you, my brother, my sister, be a source of encouragement. Barnabas never knew that he was encouraging a Bible writer. He never knew that he was encouraging somebody who will bring the gospel to Africa. The gospel to Africa was not, the gospel in Africa, it was not brought by whites. It was not brought by colonizers. The Bible was not brought by the colonizers. It's because people do not understand the history of the Bible. They do not understand the history of the gospel. And they blame the white man for everything. Oh, he gave us the Bible and he took the land. That's wrong. The gospel was brought by Africans. The gospel was brought by, by John Mark and other people from Cyrene. You never know who your words of encouragement are touching. Can you start to be an encourager instead of being a discourager? We all need support. Life is unpredictable. All of us at some point will need somebody to encourage us, to support us. To support us. One other thing that I want to say is please do not easily give up on people. Don't easily give up on people, especially young Christians. Just imagine if Barnabas gave up on Paul. If Barnabas gave up on, on Mark, what will have happened to those Gospels? What will have happened to, those, uh, to the New Testament? We will be missing half of the New Testament today. Barnabas played a very important role. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom. Let's focus on the kingdom. Focus on what you are born to do. Barnabas was born to be an encourager. Every time he went with Paul in the, in the missionary journey, every time he went with Paul, he kept on encouraging people wherever he went. He encouraged the churches, he encouraged Christians, he encouraged people wherever he went. He encouraged them and motivated them. I don't know what is your gift. What is that it's in you? Can you do what you are called to do? This is very important. We can do more if we don't care who gets the credit. Nobody has ever written a book about Barnabas. There's no book of Barnabas in the Bible. Very few people talk about Barnabas. We all quote Paul. I don't know of any preacher who can preach the whole sermon without quoting the writings of Paul. Nobody quotes Barnabas. Why? Because Barnabas did not care who would get the credit. It was all about the kingdom. He focused he focused on grooming, on growing, and helping Paul, on helping Mark. Barnabas, son of encouragement. Do not compete, but compliment one another when you are in ministry. And I want to encourage you, you don't have to compete with anybody. Your ministry should not compete with anybody. Your life should not be to compete with anybody. Some of you compete so much with people until you get into debt, you get into trouble because you are trying to compete with your neighbor. You are trying to compete with your, with, with your colleagues. You are trying to compete with your ministry partner. You are trying to compete with your pastor. Don't compete with anybody. Focus on you. Focus on you. Do what you are called to do. 
Do what you're called to do. Do your best. Every time you see Paul, there's always a Barnabas. There's always an encourager. Maybe you've been called to, to encourage your pastor. Maybe you've been called to encourage the church choir. Maybe you've been called to encourage your church. Just do what you're called to do. Don't go there and start to compete with your pastor. You don't have to compete with anybody. Focus on what God wants you to do. And lastly, man's rejection is not God's rejection. Just because John Mark was rejected by Paul, just because John Mark was rejected by the greatest apostle who ever lived, it does not mean God had rejected him. No, no. John Mark still had a purpose. He still had a purpose. He still had things to do. You also have a purpose. I don't know who has rejected you. Some of you, you have been rejected by your spouses. Some of you have been rejected by your children. Some of you have been rejected by your community. Some of you have been rejected by your boss, your manager, your principal. You feel like you have been rejected. You feel like you're a reject in that school. You feel like you're a reject in that office. You feel like you're a reject even in your own church. Just because somebody rejected you, even somebody as important as Paul, it does not mean God has rejected you. And I want to encourage you today. No matter how you feel, God still loves you. God still has a purpose with your life. God still wants to do something with your life. Maybe you are told that you are useless, like John Mark. You are told that you will amount to nothing. And they even gave you some nicknames, some funny nicknames, because they don't see value in you. Let me tell you, my brother. Let me tell you, my sister. You still have value before God. God loves you. God loves you, and he still wants to use you in ministry. He still wants to use you in ministry. No matter what you go through right now, no matter your situation, God, it's still on your side. Don't give up, my brother. Don't give up, my sister. I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. No matter your pain, God still loves you in your pain. God still loves you in your rejection. God still loves you even in your difficulty. Even when things don't seem to be going well with you, God still loves you. Don't give up. Mark never gave up. Barnabas never gave up on Mark. He never gave up on Paul. Today, we see a man who used to kill people. He finally wrote part of the Bible. God Almighty. He knows you. He knows me. He knows our failures, but he still loves us. He still takes care of us. You have value before God. No matter your situation, don't care what people told you. I don't care who told you what. I don't care who rejected you. God still loves you. He still values you. Please don't give up. Stay encouraged. Trust God. Don't give up on God. Because God will never give up on you. Let's pray.